Hello, everyone. Happy Independence Day and welcome to A Safe Place, a podcast where we discuss school gun violence and how to keep kids safe in schools. My name is Louis Aponte. I am the author of the upcoming books, A Safe Place, Imagining Schools Without Gun Violence and the Ultimate U.S. School Shooting Reference Guide. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm honored to have you here with me, especially because I know you have so many choices to choose from. I hope all of you are happy, healthy and enjoying this holiday. So today uh, I got up early this morning um, because I want to explore some of the monuments and some of the sites in Washington, D.C., but uh, many of the ones that I wanted to see were all caged off and there's multiple cops throughout the entire city blocking off uh, multiple entrances into the city um, because of the fireworks and also because uh, apparently Marvel is shooting a movie uh, down there in D.C. right now. Uh, a lot of speculation on social media seems to indicate it might be Captain America 4, uh, which is pretty exciting. <laughs> I'd love to have a few lines in that movie. Uh, but this is podcast number 10, and I would like to begin this podcast by taking you back in time. Uh, I would say September 12th, 2017. And during that time, a 25-year-old security officer was shot at St. Catherine University. And this is a private Catholic women's college in St. Paul, Minnesota. Brent Patrick Ehlers uh, told police that he was shot by a black man with a short Afro wearing a navy blue sweatshirt. Randolph East, we have a person who was shot at St. Catherine's University. 835, I'll head up that way. So far, we have no information other than a confirmed gunshot wounds. Public safety is on scene with the victim. Suspect is a black male with a navy blue sweatshirt with navy on a black jeans, short afro. Any information? Officer, we'll make contact or start set up for until we get direction of travel to the suspect here. It's second floor of 2004 Randolph, Cour de Catherine. between Cleveland and Fairview. Copy on Randolph. It's on Randolph, and it is 2004 Randolph, and Hardy is shot in the shoulder and breathing heavily. 171, I'm in the area. 2132, and there's an unknown location of the shooter, and it is believed to be a student. Uh, continue coming south, and you'll see all of our lights. We're with the victim. We copy. We have medics behind us. We're inside the gate. We're going to head out that way. Copy, 2136. An update prior to the shooting, the CSO found the shooter in the woods. Suspect shot the CSO. Woods are on the west side of the campus. The woods are along Cleveland, south of Randolph, at the south end of campus. We need squads to that area to check for the suspect. Security is saying he was last seen by a pond. Sounds like it's on the south west side of the campus, back in the woods. 165, we have eyes on that pond now. It is uh, almost right on Cleveland. So once we have people in place on the perimeter, we'd like to wait for... Uh, Helicopter, take a look in the woods. There's some clear before we start moving through there. 409, it's Kenneth and Baird. 409, go again. We're at Kenneth and Baird. Kenneth and Baird. Is there any description of the suspect? Affirmative. He's a black male. He is wearing a blue sweatshirt with the word Navy on it and black jeans. Short afro. So, uh, as you can tell from this 911 call, um, they had a description of the potential suspect, uh, black man, short afro, navy blue shirt, and they thought maybe it might have been a student. So you can only imagine um, how dangerous that could have been for somebody who was innocent. So that 911 call prompted 55 police officers, a state patrol helicopter, and four police dogs to spend hours 
hours searching for the alleged suspect, according to the Washington Post. So the entire school was on lockdown and around 1,800 students had to remain in their dorms while the police were looking for an armed black man with a short afro. The next day, Brent Ehlers retracted his story, indicating he made the entire story up because he was afraid of losing his job because he accidentally shot himself and he wasn't supposed to bring a gun to school. In other words, the black man with the short afro never existed. Any black man within the area that fit that description was placed in danger that night as 55 police officers, a state patrol helicopter, and four police dogs prepared to engage an imaginary armed suspect who allegedly shot a security guard at a private Catholic college. Whereas Ehlers, he spent one night in prison, he was fined $4,500 for wasting police time and resources, and he was ultimately fired from his job and moved out of state. Can't imagine why. So incidents like these not only put the public in danger, but they also give responsible gun owners a bad name. It takes an intentional pulling of the trigger in order to actually discharge a firearm. Kevin Vick is a gun safety expert. He says incidents like the one at St. Kate's give responsible gun owners a bad name. If you've properly trained and you're following the safety rules, you will not, this incident won't happen. So this is not the first time a trained security officer or a law enforcement officer has accidentally shot themselves on a school property. For example, on August 19th, 2019, a corrections officer accidentally shot themselves in the school parking lot of St. Patrick Catholic School. This is a private Catholic pre-K through eighth grade school in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. On June 4th, 2019, a university security guard shot himself while sitting at a security desk at Georgia State University in Atlanta, for, uh, Atlanta Georgia. Excuse me. On February 15th, 2018, a Broward County Sheriff's Office deputy accidentally shot himself in the leg while responding to a false report of shots fired at North Broward Preparatory School in Coconut Creek, Florida. On September 27th, 2017, a corrections officer accidentally shot a sheriff office instructor during a simulated active shooter training class at Florida State College in Jacksonville, Florida. On November 11th, 2016, a school resource officer accidentally shot himself in a high school classroom that was occupied by 30 students at Bay City Western High School in Auburn, Michigan. On May 18th, 2016, a university security guard accidentally shot themselves in the leg at the university campus parking lot at Strayer University in Jackson, Mississippi. On May 17th, a police officer accidentally shot himself outside the University of Texas Police Department building in Austin, Texas. On May 6, 2016, a detention officer accidentally shot himself in the leg while preparing for an elementary school job interview at Oscar Patterson Elementary School in Panama City, Florida. On January 13, 2016, a university police officer accidentally shot himself at Humboldt State University in Arcata, uh, California. And finally, on May 4th, 2015, a police academy training cadet accidentally shot another classmate while showing off a new handgun in gun safety class, not realizing that a round was still in the gun. So I mentioned all of these examples to emphasize that even trained law enforcement officers who handle firearms for a living can also make mistakes. A proper gun safety training is literally designed to save lives, including and especially yours and the people you care about. So a few days ago on July 1st, 
Florida House Bill HB 543 went into effect. Now, this is a law that was signed by Florida governor and current U.S. presidential candidate, Ron DeSantis. Uh, this allows Floridians to carry concealed weapons without a government-issued permit. So in other words, you no longer have to prove competency that you know how to use a firearm safely. That means no training is required whatsoever in order to use a weapon that is literally designed to kill another human being. Now, don't get me wrong, Florida is not the first state to pass a permitless concealed carry law. In fact, Florida is the 26th state to pass such a law. So can you imagine this happening in any other context where lives might be at stake? For example, would you give your child the keys to your car without any training simply because they're of age and the law allows it? Probably not. Would you get on a plane <laughs> by somebody who didn't receive the proper training? It's like, yeah, I think I could figure this out. No, I don't think so. Or better yet, would you even go to a doctor that wasn't properly trained, but they strongly felt confident that they could probably save your life? I'm guessing you might have two words for that person, and we're just going to use our imagination what those two words might be. <laughs> so the real questions are these. Number one, does this law make the public safer, or does it put more innocent lives in danger? Number two, now that anyone can carry a concealed weapon with no required training in Florida and 25 other states, does that support law enforcement to protect the public, or does it make their job that much harder? And finally, does Ron DeSantis' House Bill HB 543 really strengthen the Second Amendment rights, or is it potentially giving responsible gun owners a bad name? I'll let you decide that one. If come July 1st you're going to carry a concealed weapon in Florida for the first time and plan to forego any training, listen up. People who think they can carry a gun without training deserve what they're going to get, which is put into a cage or a hole in their body they weren't born with. That's firearms instructor Ryan G. Thomas. He says when it comes to gun safety, many people think they know what they're doing, but in reality, he says, they should think twice. The truth is you're unconsciously incompetent. You don't realize how little you understand about how to handle a firearm safely. Florida's permitless carry law, effective July 1st, removes the need for mandated training or a concealed weapons permit. In other words, if you can legally own a gun, you can concealed carry. Now, before you go, um, if you have not done so already, please take a few seconds to sign and share my petition on change.org forward slash one cent tax. There's no spaces between the words. Uh, again, change.org forward slash one cent tax. This is a petition to support funding for a comprehensive, independent, and nonpartisan scholarly study on school gun violence with a one cent excise tax on every bullet sold to civilians for only one year. So you can read the full description that's on the website. So please check it out, change.org forward slash one cent tax. Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to having you back in the next podcast. Uh, please have a safe and happy Independence Day. Remember, we are one nation.